to EST. If you love the established church, this is the place to have conversations about why the established church matters, how to better serve her, and to hear stories every week about how God is using the church for His glory and our good. The show is hosted each week by Sam Rayner, Josh King, and Micah Fries. We're glad you're here. Hey, what's up? And welcome to another episode of EST, the podcast for established church leaders by established church leaders. My name is Josh King. My good friend and brother is Sam Rayner. He's on the show. What's up, Sam? You know, we were talking knives earlier. Knives. And I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. You've had a lot of people contact you over these deacon knives that we talked about. We really did. And if you are listening and you haven't yet listened to the deacon episode, then you need to jump back on that and um, check it out. It's, I mean, it's apparently, you know, people like it. I'm they a little concerned that the world is contacting you over how to, how to obtain a knife. I feel like I have a lot of good ideas and I feel a little bit jaded that the only one that anybody cares about is one that's sharp. You know, <laughs> it's a weapon. <laughs> it's a weaponized. Um, I need a here. weapon for my church. Who do I contact? Josh King. It's episode 194 on at est.church or wherever you listen to podcasts. And of course, if you're subscribed on iTunes, Spreaker, iHeartRadio or many other formats, then you can just be listening anyways. But it's 194. The Deacon Knife. We're going to we're gonna, we're thinking about working up some resources and we'll get those out to other people. Yeah, we got some um, ideas. We were talking before the show. Maybe, maybe, maybe this warrants a resource. That'd be. Are really you a knife guy? I know some guys that just love knives. No, 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 no. Okay, do I like knives? Sure, I'm a man. Do I like guns? Sure, I'm a man. Um, I've never gotten into that world though. Like, I don't, I don't have a gun. I don't own a gun. I don't. Mm-hmm. I've, I've got a couple of pocket knives. I don't carry them with me. Right. So I'm not that person. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you show me like a giant knife, I'm going to be interested. It's, like, Ooh, it's super sharp and you sharp. can like cut a piece of paper with it. I'm, yeah, like do, do the demonstration. I'm not a knife guy. I don't like guns. I don't have those around, but just the, you know, occasionally I'll go into like Academy or Bass Pro or something like that in the knife section. Just those, I mean, some of them are designed so well and they look actually so cool. So, I guess I would say I'm a pocket knife um, appreciator. But I'm definitely not a collector. Um, so Yeah, no, I'm not a collector. I collect baseball cards, which makes me more of a nerd than a man, but that's okay. That's nice. I collect coffee mugs, which makes me You're one notch below a millennial me. nerd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's so, talk about church initiative. Yeah, speaking of resources. Yeah, we we do have a good resource. Church initiative is they are the creators of grief share and divorce care. Wanna take a minute and just tell you about their programs. Uh, they have made it simple. They have made it easy for churches for you to offer grief ministry and divorce recovery ministry. You just need one volunteer. So connect your volunteer, potentially a lay leader in your church with the church initiative team. They take it from there and they will then offer their free coaches to you. So um, you, you get a coach and this coach will work with you on a ministry launch plan for your church. They provide step by step support. Um, and they're always available to answer questions. They're always available for encouragement. And the coaching is free. You get the resource and then they offer the free coaching. It's an amazing part of how they uh, do ministry with you uh, as the church. So, check out Church Initiative. There are two wonderful programs, Divorce Care and Grief Share. And the way that you can do that, you can go get their quick start guide, divorcecare.org slash start slash EST or griefshare.org slash start slash EST. Go to those websites, 
Get their stuff. Take a look. You won't be disappointed. Wonderful ministry. Church Initiative can help you do it. That's right. I love the fact that, you know, we're always trying to not only talk about church ministry because you and I are both established church pastors, but we're also trying to resource these established church pastors. And um, Grief Share, Divorce Care, they are fantastic resources for a church. And so, we do really encourage people they don't, to do that. They don't come with knives, but they it's don't. probably not the right resource for Maybe we for should pitch that. Knives. They should get a knife. Well, no. Now that I think about it, it's probably it's don't not. bring knives into that. All no. right. So, um, before we started recording, you said something about like, you have like eight meetings today? Yeah, I do. And none of our listeners care because everyone's busy, right? But um, I, I have... I think eight back-to-back digital meetings today. That's, that's so insane. It, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I have a decent shirt on, but what you can't see, Josh, is I've got my high school basketball shorts that I'm wearing. Well, so I'm glad there's something. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. Yeah, yeah, I do yeah. have clothes on. Yeah, but I, I'm, I am in video mode today, where I, I got up, I, I combed my hair, which is not a yeah, problem I could for see you. That. Yeah, no. And, um, and then I put on a decent shirt, but yeah, I'm wearing shorts. But no one will see it today. But that's the topic. I mean, like you said, everyone is busy. And one of the things that a lot of people need is just management of meetings. I mean, I get this all the time, all day. People want to meet. They just want to grab just 15 minutes, Pastor. Just 15 minutes and between membership. And you know uh, what 15 minutes means? An hour and a half. An hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So, between the the general membership, between uh, you've also got your volunteers, your leadership, your staff, they want to stop by and just talk for a few minutes, you know, because something's bothering them. Um, you've got nonprofits um, out in the community, parachurch organizations. You've got other pastors. Then there's those things called wives, children, husbands. You know, you've got people have got all these things that are pulling at their time. And here's the cool thing about it. And I think you would agree with me. I actually, I'll say this without any sort of apology, I actually do want to meet with all of them. I want to hear what they're doing. I want to, you know, use whatever positions of influence and power and and um, voice I have for the good of whatever they're doing there. But, you know, managing your calendar can be a beating. So, we thought we would talk a little bit about how to manage your calendar. And I think it really all starts with a mindset, certain rules, certain policies, I think the first one is even though I want to meet with everybody, you cannot meet with everybody. You got to put some groundwork down. Yeah, you do. So, the way that I say this is I want to be accessible but not always available. Mm. So, I want people in my church to feel like, hey, I can reach the pastor Mm -hmm. but I don't need to be available 24-7 to anybody anytime for any reason. Do you have certain times that are like… Off the calendar. You can't book, Sam. Um, yes. Yes. I have a, like a family day um, okay. that is, unless it's really important, I, I turn down weddings and I've actually asked families graciously, of course, like, I can't do Saturday weddings. I just can't. Like, mm. can, can you make this a Friday evening wedding or something? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and a lot of, a lot of them have said, okay. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm, and, you know, I've just had to been pretty forthright with that to, cause I also, manage a business on the side. So, I just have to be very careful with my time. But but that's everybody, right? And I'm, I'm sure we've got some many pastors who are listening or bivocational, meaning they, right. they, oh, yeah, they have, even have another job. Yeah. And it's just like, hey, this church stuff and my job stuff, it's a lot of work. Yeah. So, you know, I try to be accessible and because I, I want people to feel like they can contact me, but I can't, I, it's impossible. I can't be right. available to everyone all the time. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, Tuesday mornings, I don't take any meetings. I don't take meetings on Tuesday mornings. I have monthly one-on-one or coaching sessions with um, each of my direct report staff. So those are scheduled in there. I don't take meetings during those times. When school's in session, I don't take uh, lunch appointments on Tuesdays. That's Jackie lunch time. So I just, when you lay this out, and, and I'm encouraging everybody to kind of do the same thing. Look at your calendar, look at your week to week and your month to month. I don't think you need to be so granular. Um, like the first 15 minutes of my hour will be this. But kind of schedule it out. You are. <laughs> I am. I schedule every, uh, on Sunday nights, I schedule 15 minute increments. Oh, yeah. I'm I, I schedule 30 minute increments and I wish I could show you. It's under glass. The whole top of my desk is glass, you know, and then I've got this little weekly schedule that's here. And uh, hey, look at that. Thursday morning's podcast. Look what yeah. I'm doing here. So, you know, so I put that in there. I do have you know, there's blocked out times. So, I would encourage everybody to look at your schedule and prioritize and block those out. Of course, you need time with the Lord. You need to read your Bible. You need to pray. You need time of just being quiet. That's a good thing. And then you need to block some things out. Here's a couple of things, and I would love to hear what you believe people need to put into your calendar. But here's a couple of things. I think you need to put into your calendar every week. You need time with your spouse. And you need to schedule it and prioritize it and say, that's the thing that we're going to do. Thankfully, you know, with school age children and we participate in public education. So with that, we have the option of doing a weekly lunch. That's something I'm going to protect. I don't really care if the president of whatever wants to meet with me on Tuesdays for lunch, either Jackie comes or I'm not going, you know, so schedule that. I think another thing that you need to put into your uh, is what I call like daydream or forward you know, just daydreaming, future dreaming. I, I schedule about an hour a week where I sit down and it's not the to-do list. I've got things I've got to do this week. I've got to prepare a sermon. I've got to meet with so-and-so. I've got to get this project done. This is just thinking like, what needs to happen in the church that will forward progress the church? And so, I think that you need to budget in some dreaming time. And the last one I'll say is, I think you need to budget in some buffer. There needs to literally be times, a couple hours, maybe every day. Um, that doesn't work for me. On Mondays, I have no free time. It's all scheduled out. But on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, I have a couple hours or an hour here and there that is literally not, nothing's ascribed to it. You've got to put in that buffer because something's going to interrupt. And it's so good if somebody walks in and says, hey, do you have a few minutes? And you can say, I don't right now, but I will at two or tomorrow at three. Will that work for you? And usually they'll say, sure, like your wedding situation there. So, a lot of calendars, I think, get messed up because they don't put that buffer in there. What about you? Anything that you would advise people to stick in there? Yeah. I mean, I could certainly put, I could do better buffers. I tend to stack meetings on meetings and then Mm. realize about halfway through my day that I need to go to the bathroom. Um, (laughs) I've literally had those moments where, yeah, so-and-so is here and I'm like, I need 10 minutes, but I don't, I don't, I don't have 10 minutes. Yeah. Right. And I would love to have 15 or 20 because I would like to read the paper, but um, on my phone, but (laughs) you know, I don't have it. So, I've got to go meet with this person and I'm going to squirm all the way through this meeting. All the way through. 
they're probably going to think that something's wrong with me. Right. What's, no, I, there's I don't something build, wrong I, at that moment. <laughs> I don't build enough buffers. So, your idea of buffers is great. Scheduling your buffers is a good idea. Now, here's a question for you. Uh, a lot of our listeners may not have uh, an assistant. I don't. Uh, this may be a surprise to some people. I don't I don't have an assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, I did and she was fine. Um, but when uh, she ended up getting a better job uh, at a bank somewhere and, you know, it was awesome for her. And then when she exited, I just kind of put some different things in my life, uh, some different tools that I use to um, – where I just said, okay, I, I think I can utilize some different people in different ways and I don't necessarily need an, an assistant tied mm-hmm. to me directly. Um, so, what do you do if you're a pastor and you're like, boy, it'd be great to have an assistant, but I don't have one. Well, How do you me, manage your calendar then? Well, let me tell you something before I answer that. I, I am not really pro-assistance. I I think that that is a bygone era um, where there's somebody taking your calls, scheduling things. Um, you know, I know, a, I know a, a minister who has an assistant print out emails that he receives and then she goes in and reads them to him and then she writes down the response and then goes back and that's, that's, uh, <laughs> actually I, I know of three or four pastors that do that, but I won't name names. Oh, don't name their name because I, I want to say the next thing I'm going to say. That's ridiculous and lazy. Don't do that. <laughs> so, th- what, what I would say is now, you know, I'm at a, a larger church and in the past, there was an assistant um, to the pastor and did a lot of those things. And, you know, honestly, joking aside, that's fine if that's kind of what somebody does. I would rather empower that staff person to be leading out on projects that they are equipped to do and they're excited about. And that's exactly what was the pastoral assistant now does. She leads out in communication. She leads out in a number of projects that are really in her gift set. And I'm extremely thankful for her. But one of the things I say is, look, with modern technology, even if you don't have the budget for it, Google, you know, Google Calendar, Google emails, there are so many ways that you can work those things that are free and you can, uh, you know, just do good with just what you've got there. And so, I think that the general answer I would have for you is if you don't have an assistant, technology can be your assistant. What I used to joke was Google can be your assistant, but it doesn't just have to be Google. Yeah, and, and I would say to anybody listening, if you're still doing the paper calendar thing, like you're killing yourself, like you're absolutely killing yourself. Um, get off, get off the paper calendar and get into a Google ecosystem or whatever ecosystem you need. Um, you right. know, if you're one of those crazy Mac people, I guess you know you could use what I don't, I don't uh, know what the inferior whatever. version, the you some know, knockoff. Anyway. Google. Yeah, some, uh, some Google knockoff, but right. Um, that costs but there are there are digital with a dongle. <laughs> they're digital they're digital calendars um i just love the word dongle but we won't go there um i love the fact that we don't have any mac people on the show right now it's just you and i and so we don't we don't have to fight the rolling of the eyes or the the pretending oh it's so much better it just worked <laughs> it's a better product as a pastor who has to repeatedly buy new ipads and and stuff for my staff because they didn't just work. We needed a new, you know, <laughs> I think that's hilarious. Hey, you know, yeah. something that a lot of people don't realize is in Google, you can, of course, you may already realize the basic things like you can set up multiple calendars. Uh, my wife and I share a calendar that's JWK personal. And then um, there's also a 
I have a JWK church calendar, which my assistant, my wife and I share. <laughs> my wife is involved in both of them. Um, but, you know, just that kind of booking can really help you. But one thing that people don't realize with that, which helps with this like demand on your time is you can actually create bookable appointment slots in a Google calendar, completely free, completely manageable. You can set up these links essentially in a free Google calendar called an appointment slot and send that out to those who are wanting to make appointments with you. And so you can say between this hour and this hour, um, I will set up four appointments and these people are wanting, they're like, Hey, can I meet with you next Thursday? Say, yeah, here, select one of these and they can book it free of charge through Google. Google again can be your calendar. The other integration that a lot of people don't realize with Google is the to-do list. The to-do list is phenomenal. If you put in your to-do list, you can put that on your phone. You can um, set it up on the sidebar of not only your Gmail, but also your calendar. It'll list it out there. You can put deadlines in that task that need to be completed. You can make multiple to-do lists. So for instance, right now we're hiring an executive pastor. And so I have an XP to-do list where I'm throwing in ideas and things that I need to get done. Those can also have, like I said, deadlines or due dates. And so that will help you stay organized and it's easy. It's simple. I look for things and products that I can do on my phone, but then also manage on desktop really well. And that's, that's what I would encourage people to do. So when you say to-do list, do you use Google reminders or Google tasks? Tasks. Okay. Yeah. So, um, reminders of course is built into a lot of the things, but yeah, there's a tasks button that you can enable on your Google calendar. I'm looking at it right now. It's to my right. You know, the first one is to pick up Haddon, my son next Monday. I need to do that. Um, and I, I just, you got to get in the habit. If you do not have an assistant, I would just encourage you, you got to get in the habit of using your calendar, put everything in your calendar, even when, and I've gotten to the point where let's say, um, I mean, small things. People will stop by and say, hey, I'd love to get, you, you know, like, let's get coffee next week. I'm like, great. What's a good email I can send the Cal invite to? <laughs> That's like literally my response to everything. And they'll do it. And I put it in there. I send them the Cal invite. And what it, what I mean is calendar. Uh, I'm so hip and cool. I can't say the full word. Um, I send them the calendar invite. They can accept it right there. I know that they have all the same details I have, time, place, location, date, all that sort of stuff. They've accepted it. And then when I'm looking at my daily calendar there, I can just open it up. I put notes in there. That's another thing that I would really advise people to do. So if somebody's wanting to meet with you, ask them why. That's It's so helpful. Say why. Put it in the notes. And then when they get the Cal invite, it's going to be in the notes as well. So don't don't put anything like this idiot wants to gripe about something. Just put like, they have concerns about such and such, you know, cause they're going to see this. And then, um, because you know, two weeks later when I click on that thing and I'm like, why did they want to meet with me? Um, I read it again and I walk into a meeting informed. So, yeah. So the, the beauty of Google calendar is you can put locations in there, mm -hmm. um, in which pulls up your map automatically. You can right. put notes in there. Uh, and I, I fill up my Google calendar um, appointments with those notes. Mm -hmm. It's searchable. So, oh, yeah. if you're still in paper calendar world, like, you know, you're, you're, you're missing out because there's so much that you can do mm -hmm. in, we're talking Google because Josh and I are Google people, but mm -hmm. you could, you can do this in a lot of 
digital or, you know, virtual calendars. Sure. And it's extraordinarily helpful. Mm-hmm. I use the reminders more than I use the tasks. Oh, yeah? Um, and, it, and I use it for even the most basic of things like prayer. So, I get a reminder at nine-ish o'clock at night and it reminds me to stop what I'm doing and pray. And it pops up on my phone and there, I'll put different people in there. So, like someone says, hey, can you pray for me? Can you pray for me? Can you pray for me? And so, I'll put that prayer reminder in my evening prayer time. Mm. And then what I'll do is I'll text that person that I'm praying for them. Oh, wow. So, I use the, idea. yeah, I use the um, Google system to remind me to pray, which sounds like really awful that, you know, yeah, I need such a, a bad Google, pastor. that, you know, Google has to remind me about God, but, um, but that's how I use it. And I do this at nine o'clock at night because uh, what I've found is that most people aren't going to pick up the phone and call you at nine mm-hmm. o'clock at night. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's sometimes when you send a text to a person at like 10 a.m., what happens is it's like, oh, oh yeah, pastor texted me. I, you know, I need to ask them about this. So, you'll mm. get a phone call or you'll get swept into a long text exchange, which is not a bad thing. Nah. It's just you don't want to prompt that with 10 people all at once. Right. right. So, I will have this prayer reminder at 9 o'clock at night and then I will text people that I'm praying for, um, usually 3 to 10 or 12 um, and – and at that point, you know, they're, hey, thanks, or they give me a thumbs up or what have you, know, because they're getting ready for bed. And it's my way of letting them know as their day is winding down that their pastor is thinking about them. Mm. And I use Google to remind me to do all that because otherwise I'd forget. I get swept into a baseball game or something or I'm mm-hmm. reading or I'm writing, you know, on my book and I just forget. And I was like, next thing I know, it's 11 o'clock at night. And I'm like, oh, you know, I can't text I people at 11 o'clock yeah, at night. I can't do that. Well, I would encourage, you know, one thing that I want to clarify here is that little calendar or that weekly uh, pattern or schedule I have, that's not in my Google Calendar. I, I, I encourage people to break them apart. The things that are every week set, um, don't put that in your calendar. The reason being is your calendar will become so overwhelming. You'll look at it and there's just so much to do. If you do put that into your Google Calendar, Make it a separate calendar that you can turn off or on. If You don't want to look at your calendar and just like it's just all colors, you know, and all booked out because it becomes a little bit overwhelming. So, I have a weekly set rhythm that is that doesn't need to go in my calendar because it's the same. There's no details to it. You know, there's just follow up with visitors on Thursdays between the hours of 3 and 3.30 or between the time slot of 3 and 3.30. So, I've got that stuff set here. That's what I'm going to do. Um, the other thing that popped in my mind as you were talking about this is a feature that some others may not know about is called snooze. The snooze oh, feature on Gmail emails. is beautiful. So, you may have noticed that little clock thing that pops up if you hover over an email on Gmail. I use that all day, every day. It's why my inbox usually stays at zero. It's not that I necessarily responded to everything, but once I get an email, man, you got a couple of options there. Go ahead and respond to it, delete it, archive it, or snooze it. And there are so many times on the weekends or maybe like late on a Thursday, I'm about to head home, I'll get an email and I just click that little snooze thing and say, pop this up Monday at eight o'clock, you know, so it pops back up. It goes out of my inbox and I know I'm going to take care of that later. And when you use that together with your, your Google Calendar events, you know, 
what I've done before. Somebody will email me, hey, let's talk about this. It gets into an email thread. We're talking about this. And okay, great. Well, the meeting's next Thursday. Snooze that sucker to Thursday morning about an hour before the meeting. So it pops in there. I see it. I refresh my mind. I go into the meeting knowing everything that happened. I don't got to go looking for it, those sort of things. And then after the meeting, archived or deleted and if you don't. You know it. what is another awesome feature about Gmail? What you got? Uh, is the schedule email. Mm, yes. So I use this in two different ways. One, um, I, th- there are times when I may be working Friday at seven o'clock at night, mm-hmm. but it's a bit unreasonable for me to expect my team to be working at that time. Right. So, and I don't want to clutter their inbox on the weekend. No. So, I will schedule an email to hit their inbox at Monday, 8 a.m., 9 a.m., 7 a.m., you know, whatever I think would be good for them. Right. So, this is not an urgent thing, but I want to get it off my list. So, I'll type out the email and then I will schedule the email to be sent at a future time. Mm-hmm. Right. The other thing that I do is I check my email. I do emails about twice in a day. You know, I've got some times when I kind of, you know, I, I'm not answering emails. If it's urgent, you're going to call me if it's an emergency. And if you're, if you're sending me an email for emergency, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> Hang up and dial 911. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just weird. <laughs> um, so, I will, I will sit down and I will do my emails at two different times in the day, one more mid-morning and another um, in the evening. And I will schedule emails to go out at, you know, later that day. Right. So, 11, you know, 12, you know, at night, you know, 11 at night, midnight, so that the person who gets it doesn't feel the obligation to respond right away. And frankly, I don't want you to respond right away because if I send this out, it's, it has created a much better rhythm in my life where I zero everything out. I get my work done and then it puts it in the queue for somebody for tomorrow mm-hmm. and it slows the pace down of the email exchange. One of the things that will just absolutely suck your time is if you get in an email exchange like a text exchange in the middle of the day. And so, by sending things out, it actually creates it to where people think through their emails a little better with me. They don't just go, well, what about this and then what about this and what about this? If I'm responding once a day to you, then you're a little more careful about what you put in an email. Right. Um, So, I recommend not only use the snooze feature on your emails, you can use the schedule feature to create a better rhythm for your life. It has has been revolutionary for me that I'm going to answer emails twice a day Mm -hmm. and a lot of those emails are going to go out later that night. And sometimes I am. I, I do a lot of emails between 11 at night and 1 in the morning. So, I'm, I'm you know, I'm doing them at that time anyway. Um, but the ones that I – like, I don't want an immediate response from you. I want you to th- take what I've written and think about it and then respond mm-hmm. intelligently, mm-hmm. not with a, another email that I have to respond to another email with. Right. Um, and, and So, it's very helpful. Use that schedule feature. Use the snooze feature. You know, um, I'll just say this one thing. We don't have to unpack it because we're going to get hate mail. You know, we're just going to get hate emails and comments just because we said the thing about Google versus Mac or Android versus Apple. I don't, I don't care. Google is far superior. All you <laughs> Mac people can just, you know, live in your inferior world. <laughs> inferior garden. It's like, it's a walled garden. So, the- um, It is a walled garden. It's for people who don't know how to customize anything themselves. Messages- like, I don't want to think for myself. I want, I want, I want Apple to think for me. Messages on Samsung, 
<laughs> like your text messages, you can schedule those. So I've, I've done that a lot. The same thing you're saying there when I'm like, oh, I'm praying for somebody, but, or a need like where I'm praying for somebody because they have a surgery at Thursday at nine, right? And it's Monday and I'm praying for them. And I think, you know, what would be cool. Shoot them a text message at seven o'clock that morning because they're, they've yeah. got to be at the place. And so I schedule one. Hey, I'm praying for you. And I was, I am praying for him at the time because I'm thinking of it at the time and uh, Thursday morning. And funny, I always forget. And so Thursday morning, about 730, I'll get this all of a sudden. Thanks, Pastor. It means so much. And I'm like, for what? And then I look at it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I totally prayed for you. Um, so, you know, those are some other features. And so, the bottom line of what we're talking about here is how to manage your calendar without an assistant, which a lot of our listeners do not have assistant. I'll tell you another trick. This will help you a lot is ask all the questions. Don't, don't, be, don't be afraid to say the things like I've already said. Where would you like to meet? What do you want to discuss? Is there anything that I can, you know, uh, I can bring to the meeting that would help, you know, help us have all the information that we need when we go there? Is there anybody else that you would like me to bring to the meeting? Those sort of things, which segues into this other service that I use. I'm a big fan of Google and we, we, we all go to seed here on Google. In our office, we are G Suite people. So we use the chat. We use the marker board. We use everything. We use drive like it's going out of style collaborative. The other thing is this service called Calendly, C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y. They do have a free option. I encourage you to look into it. I pay the the one step up. There's another step up. Um, that is a beautiful, beautiful resource for those of you who are, you know, you're, you're using Google and stuff like that. So, what that does for me is it helps people book. So, one of the problems that eats up a lot of time is when somebody calls and says, I'd love to get, I need, I need to meet with you. They'll email, I need to meet with you. Okay. And then you say, they say, what time is good? You say, well, how about next Thursday? Nope. Thursday doesn't work for me. What about Tuesday morning? Nope. Tuesday's sermon prep. You go back and forth forever. Finally, you're making some sort of concessions on that. Well, Calendly, once you set it up, you can just shoot them the link and it says, Hey, um, I always say, that'd be awesome. I would love to meet with you. Visit this link right here and let me know what, uh, you know, what works for you. And it integrates seamlessly with your Google Calendar. And so, it'll look at your Google Calendar and it won't present any of those options to them. And then, uh, yeah. The other thing I love about it is it has a one-time, what's called a, a one-time link. Um, I'm not sure. I'm trying to look right now if that's on the free version as well. But the one-time link will, you don't really want to give other people the ability to book time with you whenever they want. So, you shoot them that one-time link. They book their appointment and then it doesn't work again after that. So, that's a great resource that has helped um, free up my administrative assistant to do the the projects that she wants to lead out and work where she doesn't answer my calls. She doesn't return my phone or my um, emails and she doesn't book my calendar. She can see it. And sometimes I'll be honest, she does book some appointments for me. She'll, she'll just, Hey, so-and-so wanted to meet with you. I booked it. But mostly Calendly, Google and myself do that. Any other final thoughts from you? No, man. I, I think we've probably 
you know, done a little bit of the fire hose here on this podcast mm-hmm. with people. And, you know, if you're new to all this stuff, you're probably thinking, oh my goodness, this is a lot. It is. But once you start using these, just like riding a bike, just get on the bike, ride it. You're going to fumble around a little bit. But when, once you once you get used to it, uh, it will revolutionize your schedule. You will yeah. find that using these kinds of systems free up hours of your week. Yeah. It, it, it's literally hours of your week. So, can you lead a church without an assistant? Yes. Yes. Yes, yeah. you can. And there's some neat technological tricks to help you do that. That's the point of this podcast. Yeah. I would encourage you an afternoon spent just blocking everybody out and learning all that Google Calendar can do, all that Gmail can do will be in, in tasks and reminders, those sort of things. Just learn everything. Google it. Just literally Google the benefit Google of Google. Google the Google. Yeah. <laughs> and watch some videos and, 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 and click on buttons. Go, what does that do? What does my away messages do? How do I set that up to expire automatically? And so, I'm not sending that away. Look at, you know, Google Voice, those sort of options. It will save you immense amounts of time later and you'll just feel so much better prepared. So, that's all that we have for today. Thanks so much for listening. We hope that we are a part of your weekly schedule. As you listen to EST, uh, the podcast for established church leaders, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, and we'll see you next week. Hi there, Tom Rayner here. I realize it might seem we're nowhere near the holiday season, but it will soon be upon us before you know it. And our friends over at Church Initiative want us to remember that the Thanksgiving and Christmas season is a time of year that can be really tough for people who's lost a loved one or who have been divorced. So listen to some of the things grieving and divorced people say on their Grief Share and Divorce Care Facebook pages during the holiday season. People like Jean and Susan are hurting. They're looking for help. And you can provide it through your church, through Divorce Care and Grief Share, Surviving the Holiday Events. Visit churchinitiative.org forward slash holidays to learn how your church can offer one or both of these impactful programs this holiday season. And you can get the information in the show notes as well. You've been listening to EST, a discussion for the established church. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter, as well as subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. Thanks for listening.